Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Hey, everybody. It's Kara McCarran with the She's the Owner podcast. And this is episode 17, I believe. I think I messed up the last one. I said it was 15, but really it was 16. So this is 17. Um, So I've been saying that I'm going to have my husband, Ken, on the show uh, a few times. And finally, I've convinced him to get his ass in the chair. And so he's here. Say hi. Hi. That wasn't very feminine energy of me to tell him to say hi. But anyway, so we're just going to have kind of a casual chat about how we got back together and what it was like before I really started to figure out this feminine and masculine stuff. Uh, I'll just ask him a few questions and we're just going to have a chat about it and hopefully we can help. I think the idea for me is to really focus on helping other women to catch and understand why they're having trouble in their relationships because um it's our fault usually. And it's not, not, I'm not saying that it's our fault and we're bad people. I'm saying that it's kind of our responsibility to go back into our feminine in order to let them be in their masculine. So um, don't get it twisted. It's just kind of how I say it. But so uh, do you, do you want to say anything? Do you want me to just ask you a bunch of questions? Uh, yeah, just get started. Go ahead. Okay. So I wrote them down so that we're kind of prepared, but I hope this just goes organically. But So how did you feel about the way I showed up before I started all of this work? And so what I mean by that question for you guys to understand is before I started doing personal development, I think when Ken and I met, he had a Tony Robbins book. um, Was it? Unlimited Power. Unlimited Power, yeah. And so, excuse me, a long time ago, I read it and it changed a lot of the things and a lot of the ways that I viewed things. But the work I started doing was when I started to go to live events. And I think that's why I know that's where I really shifted. But so there's that part, that time between us. We weren't actually together though, were we? When? 2017. So we, we've just recently got back together January 2nd. I'm calling that our new anniversary of 2020. Um, but we separated th- three years before that. So I would have gone to Business Mastery, which was my first live Tony event before that when like during that separation 2017. 2017 yeah you went in the middle of this 2017 so a lot of the live events that i've gone to i've gone to quote unquote as a single person not even as a married couple but ken and i've always stayed close like even through our entire separation we have four kids between us and for us i mean i don't know we just i think it's because we're tethered that we never fully ever separated i don't know what do you think Is yeah that true yeah that's true um do you want me to answer this question yeah <laughs> okay how do i feel about the way you showed up i'm sure a lot of guys can uh relate to this because i'm just basically i'm kind of uh i'm a martial arts guy so i'll say like i'm a white belt kind of wading into the pool here about masculine and feminine energy stuff but when you look back and you start learning about it it'll all make sense so the way I, I feel that Kara showed up was, and this is not across the board, obviously, but it is like a male. And a lot of times I would find, you get to the point, it's like a, it ends up being just like this revolving door of you try and do something or, and I'm just going to talk like 
complainy guy so the other guys can understand. You try and do something and help her out no matter what that is. And then she ends up doing it herself anyway, a different way because it wasn't exactly how she wanted it. And then after a while, it's just kind of like you're getting bopped on the top of the head over and over and over again. And eventually you just say, you know what, if you're going to do it yourself anyway, I'm not even going to bother. And then it just kind of shifts and they take over and they end up doing, and it can be anything, making plans to go on a trip or buying something at the store. And then you start questioning your own, um, even questioning buying them gifts and things like that. I don't know if you've ever had a situation where they returned a gift or wanted a different version of a gift, but eventually you just say, what's the point? And that's when a big shift starts and things start. What's the word you use? Polarity. Yep. It doesn't work that way anymore and things start to get messed up. So I'm looking at, okay, go ahead. I think and that, and the interesting thing about our relationship, so we've been together for 20 years this summer or October-ish will be 20, right? Uh, no. What, 20? 21. Holy shit. So we've been married for 20 years this year? No. Next year, marriage, 20 years. Right. Yeah. So we were together for two. Before. Anyway, I digress. But the interesting thing is like when I look back at how he and I started, I can very clearly see that I was, I came into the relationship in my masculine energy and he came into it in his feminine. And then if you look back even further, you can see where both of us learn that behavior as young people with my family, you know, with my background and having to really be on all the time and, and making sure I was in charge and all that kind of stuff. And he was the opposite. He had a mom that was pretty in her masculine. And I always say it's really interesting because she was teeny, like that had this cute little voice and she was small. And like to look at her, you would never think, oh, that woman is in her masculine energy, but she totally was. And so no wonder he and I were attracted to each other. It was the reverse polarity, but we were attracted to, I was attracted to being the masculine energy in the relationship because that's all I knew and vice versa. But along the way, Anytime, like I've, I've been saying from probably, I don't know, year two or three, man, I wish he would just take control. Why can't he just fucking take charge? Why can't he? Why can't he? Why can't he? And he may have been trying to, but because I was so firmly in my masculine and I had no idea what any of that even meant, I would be like, he would try to do something and I would just get frustrated and say, forget it. I'll do it myself. And because I can look back at times when he really did try to take control and I was like, uh, nope, not happening. And not because any other reason than I didn't know any better. I didn't know what being in my feminine energy even meant. And that's part of why I want to talk about this with any woman, because there's 20-year-olds who are are behaving that way. And there's 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds who are behaving this way, thinking the answer is more control, more dominating, more, you know, aggressive when the answer really is the extreme opposite. And we're proof of that. We've like, that's how we are here together on this episode um, because I relinquished the idea that I had to be always in my masculine. And well, eventually just got whittled all the way down to, I'll be masculine and be there for you physically if you need physical protection, because otherwise I would just look and say, well, you don't need my help. Why should I give? I'm not going to give it. And I'm looking at it going, why the hell isn't he helping me? So we're both standing there looking at each other like idiots and nothing's getting accomplished except I'm becoming, I'm becoming a lot more resentful and he's shutting down even further. And so you can start to see why, you know, women will be like, oh, you know, I've talked to girls and friends of mine and they're like, oh, he doesn't even try to have sex with me anymore. And I'm like, yeah, because you're in your masculine. No shit, he's not trying that because you've whittled him. You've taken his nuts away. 
And and it's not like you intend to do it. That's the thing. It's society has taught us as women for the last 50 years that we have to be stronger. We have to, we don't need a man. I don't need a man. Like how many times have we heard that growing up? I'm 44. I heard it my whole life. And not even from my parents because my mom was very traditional in, like, I remember one time, do you remember we were at my mom's house and we went there and she's, I sat down and you were hungry and she's like, well, go make your husband a sandwich. And I was like, I don't have to make my husband a sandwich. He doesn't. And I remember that. So my mom understood feminine masculine, but growing up in society, watching, you know, like you think about all the shows that we watched, Roseanne, Not Slanting, all of these powerful women, but they were emasculating. And so no wonder, you know, life experience plus society tells women that we don't need men and we don't need them to live, but we sure, I need, I need Ken. I need him every day. I need him. I want to share everything with him. It's like, it's not fun just sitting by yourself, cheering yourself on for all the milestones you're reaching and all that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, does, does that sound? And I would keep in mind too, that just like how it got to this point, it doesn't have to go all the way back to the other point either. There's, you know, middle grounds. There's, I don't think you're saying that it has to be a hundred percent the other way either. No, Like you have to do all the, what do you call them? Pink jobs. And I have to do all the blue jobs all the time, a hundred percent of the time, or nothing's ever going to work. Like I make care of her. We have these uh, green drinks that we have every morning and I make them for her and I bring her her supplements and stuff in the morning. To my own bedroom. To Yeah. We haven't, I haven't really talked about that, but we each have our own master bedrooms. And I think it's perfection. So he brings me my stuff in the morning. It's beautiful every morning. And he just lets me know that he did it. Sometimes you let me sleep, but sometimes I'll feel a hand on me and, you know, here's your stuff. But like some people might think, well, that's a woman's job kind of thing. Back If if you're connecting the masculine feminine to old time, you know, male, female jobs. But it's not. I'm just taking care of her and making her feel like she's loved. And that gets into your... Uh, three C's and three U's and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you've talked about that before. I haven't. Do you want to touch on it? Sure, go ahead. So you don't want to touch on it? No. Okay, so um, there. when I went to Date with Destiny in December, there I knew that I was going to learn a lot about the feminine masculine energy stuff, and Tony and Sage did a lot of work with us on a bunch of the days. But one of the things that Tony talks about that really, really – it's like in my day, every single day, I think these three things about our relationship is the the quickest and most sure, the surest way that you'll put a man into is feminine. And that's not where you want him. That's not where he wants to be. And that's not where you want him. But the fastest way to do that is if you're either controlling them or trying to control them, if you're criticizing them, and if you're closed off from them. So that could be emotionally, uh, physically, whatever. But those those three C's are sort of like if you continue that type of behavior and you're always criticizing him or always trying to control him. And controlling him doesn't mean like necessarily telling him where to go. It's like if Ken wants to watch like a game on TV and I'm trying to make that not happen just because I'm being a selfish cow, that's a way I'm trying to control him. So it's not like in major ways, like he must dress like this or he must do this, but it's just subtle ways. Like eventually, like, what did you say? You whittle away and you're left with this like shred of a person. That's kind of like how a man will feel eventually is that you've picked them apart so many different ways with the three C's and they just end up in their feminine. And then you feel like you're mothering them. And so for a woman, there's the three U's. So feeling unseen, 
unsafe and misunderstood. And if I look back at our relationship, that was happening. I, I think the number one thing that I felt was unsafe emotionally with Ken. And so that's why I never naturally went into my feminine because I didn't feel safe with him. And so now we, I focus on making sure I'm not criticized. Of course, I still bitch and criticize sometimes, but I, there's time, like it's less and less as I continue to practice, but there's a lot of times in the beginning where I was like about to say something. And I've, I said this in my last episode, but I was about to say something. And then I thought like, am I bringing any, is this kind? First of all, is it kind for me to complain about this to him right now? Is it necessary is it going to bring us closer together or push us further apart? And I can tell you nine times, maybe nine and a half times out of 10, there's absolutely no reason for me to say what I'm about to say. And so I, I don't say it. I will, I will shut my face. Like I say in the ebook, I, I just launched, I shut up and I just don't say the thing that doesn't need to be said because there's no point in saying it. And then I don't know if you want to speak to like how you're with the three use for me, how you feel like you're, shifting that or, you know, what, what kind of what you're doing around those three U's for, for me? I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to like, uh, kind of stop, drop and roll, pay more attention because I just feels natural to me now. I don't actually stop and think, how, how am I making her feel safe today and seen and heard? It just seems like the barrier has been taken down and I'm allowed to just do what I naturally want to do. Cause I've, I've mentioned that before. Where you, I think even within the last few years, where you would say something, I'd say, no, you don't. You don't want to be, because you're not allowing it to happen, or you don't mm-hmm. want to be loved that way. You'd tell me, I want to be loved this way, or I want this, I need this. And I would say, and you don't, because if you did, you wouldn't be putting up this barrier that you're putting up. I'm just like running into a brick wall over and over again. And that's the whole point of a, a few months ago, when you came back from that, it just, it just like you said, you came back with the intention of not being with me and I wasn't, I didn't make a mental or a conscious thought of, I'm going to try and win her back. It just happened. And it actually just happened. It just, we just kind of melded. We were always kind of back, like, I don't say back and forth, but like Kara yeah, said. I feel like we were back and forth. But you forth. said tethered though. Like we were, yeah. we're never really apart apart in our minds, but uh, yeah, just, so I, I don't make... Maybe I will start to do that or try and pay attention for another time to say ways I'm doing this and that. But it just seems like a normal thing when, like Kara said, someone has to give. And it usually is the woman if there's a masculine feminine issue. I think it always does. I think it has to be the woman to, I always say, call uncle, right? Like, because a man, basically, if you think about it, like two alpha dogs, one you're, it's like a pissing contest. I had to back down and go back to beta in order for him to really feel comfortable and be able to like show up as the alpha. It wasn't going to happen. And like, he can't, he can't out alpha me. You couldn't, right? Like I would well, say. Well, I probably could, but it would be in a different type of, we'd be talking right. about something different though. Right. It would be negative and it would not, it would feel violent probably right. in some way. Like, Cause that's the, and, and there's a really big distinction between mature masculine and masculine energy, like masculine energy. You'll see that in young men where they're like fighting and they're trying to tell their woman, you're not doing this shit. I said, you can't like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about mature masculine where, you know, he'll say we're going here for dinner and I will just go. Like, I'm not, 
I and we we still have some issues. Like the the important thing for me to for this podcast is to have full transparency and completely honest with you, so that you know nobody's perfect. We're always a work in progress, and Ken and I have lots of hiccups along the way, but we work through it. Like we we're both in the car, which is one of our analogies where we're not getting out. Like we're both in it, and um, whatever it takes, that's what we're willing to do. But like he still will. It's like a a feminine energy hangover or something. He'll still occasionally ask me things like when he's at the grocery store, he's like, Oh, can you, do you want this type of, the, or that type of whatever the thing is? And I'm like, that puts me in my masculine. Cause I'm like, fuck, like, why do I need to make these stupid, tiny decisions? Because here's the thing, like women will say, yeah, but he's going to get the wrong thing. And I, I don't care. Like I sincerely, if you get, you know, pasta A or pasta B, I don't give a shit. I'm just happy that he's taken the time to do it. Like for me, it has nothing to do. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing. Really nothing. But in the, but in the past, it's just practice though, because in the past you would have cared. Right. In my masculine, I would have cared. And then, and then another thing though, the man also, it's our goal to try and please you and Mm -hmm. make you happy. So those types of questions are a way of pleasing you. Right. It's just practice to understand. That, like after over time, I won't ask you anything. Right. I'll just and and the practice get is used to the practice. The practice is understanding. I don't care. Right. Understanding that the gift that you're giving to me is the the buying of the thing, mm-hmm. not the type of thing. Like, and I always say, you know, if it's like, don't go buy a house without me. Right. Don't go buy a car without me. But you can go and buy anything at Superstore without me. Yeah. I'm totally okay it's with just that. Just like un like undoing the process that's been yeah. done. Because, like, I heard, I heard you mention it before, like, uh, women talk about training the man, right? Yep. I'll train him and get him exactly how I want. And that's part of the training, though. You're trained, the man's trained to consult you before he does anything because right. he wants to get you exactly what you want. So it's just, it's just a process. It's only been pretty new now. Two months, yeah. Yeah, so. And it's, it's fucked just because take time. it's, like, just when you think about the way that we talk about men, like, just, like, Stop for a second and consider how ridiculous you fucking sound when you're talking about training your man. Like, just think about that for a minute. It's insane. Like, they're not dogs. They're not some kind of animal. They're not. And they're certainly not your kid. And like, women will say, oh, like, I I, I posted something on Facebook recently. I did this. I, and I mentioned it the other the other episode. But like, if I had to, like, statistically figure out what percentage of women talk talked and these are grown women who are business owners okay which this is what this podcast is for you guys the people who the women who own companies and who still don't understand this this um balance but if i had to guess i would say probably 80% of those women refer to their men as kids in in one way or another their kid i and it's like not to be too um vulgar, but who wants to bang their kid, right? Like if I'm treating my man, my husband, like a child, am I going to want to go in the sack with him later? No. Like I've said that nobody wants to bang their, like, if you're going to treat him like a kid, you're going to have to understand that there's a point where you're going to be like, why am I not attracted? Because you treat him like a child and a woman wants an alpha dog. They don't want another kid. Like how many times have you said, be honest, you know, if you have four kids, you you tell people I have five, but one's my husband. Like it's, and it's a joke, but it's not because that's how you're treating them and they recognize it and they don't like it. And they're not going to show up in a masculine way. And you're going to continue to have to drive the boat or drive the boat. Is that the right? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Oh. Well, anyway, you get my, but I, I imagine there's, there's a way 
like there's a balance to that too because and just in how you word things and how you start communicating or change your communication because last night I could have had that thought because I had a martial arts class but I'm kind of under the weather I have a head cold and I was suggested to me not to go that would be a bad idea to spread it around to other people so I didn't go but you, you didn't say it like in a kid kind of way. You were just saying, it's, is that what you want to do? Wouldn't, won't you feel bad if you get people sick at your class and all that kind of stuff? Because I never miss class. That's one of my things. He's fanatical about it. But I yeah. But uh, yeah, so I didn't end up going. And But that's a, a different thing. You didn't approach it in a way where you're admonishing me or being like a, like a mom would to a kid kind of thing. And I was very conscious about my language around it. Like I, w I knew if I... Cause Here's the tr here's the trick though. I don't feel the same way that I felt six months ago about this stuff. So six months ago, I would have been more bossy about it, and I would have just said like, I would have just I, he's right. I would have positioned it in a totally different way. But last night, I didn't feel the same about it. And when I was saying it, I just kept being conscious of it's his decision. I thought it was a bad idea to go because of why he just said, and I knew if he stopped and looked at it from that perspective, he probably would agree. But I definitely was conscious of how I was positioning it. I and I would and I said things like, if it were me, I wouldn't go. I would feel badly if I got whoever sick. If it were me, and it that's kind of like a gestalt method of communication, but it works. Like it works if you because that's sincerely what I was thinking. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want him to go because I'm trying to control him. I'm like, dude is sick. There's a guy there that can't get sick. He can't afford to get sick. So like, why bother? But yeah, so thank you for noticing how I worded that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I think people too, like will hear us talking about that one comment and say, oh man, do I really have to? Yeah, but I think you do have to. What comment? What do you mean? Just like analyzing one co like oh, comment right. by comment by comment. But do you want to be happy in a relationship though is the question. It's the overriding question. Yeah. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah. Because most people aren't, when you break it down from what you tell me, I'm pretty uh, hermity in here. I don't go out and socialize too much. But uh, yeah, from what the things that you're telling me, though, people aren't. No. There's issues. Women aren't. Women mm. are, because like in business, you have to be in your masculine if you want to get shit done. Like that's the hunter mode. That's the get shit done mode. That's the goal mode, you know, assertive mode and all that. And we just don't shut off and we can't, I don't think we can not like, this isn't a hundred percent across the board, but most of the time, certainly in the circles I run in that it's the woman who is not and, and jump all over it or not. I feel like you'll understand it, but we don't know our place anymore. And what I mean by that is we've been taught to be these masculine creatures now. And so when we come home it's uncomfortable. Like any way you slice it, I, you know, I don't, any woman will argue with me and they'll be in their masculine with that argument because I know from experience, from doing the work on all of this, that I feel so much more powerful in my feminine divinity than I've ever felt before because I know he's got my back now and I trust he's got my back now. And I trust that his decisions are are the, are, and I think we still have a lot of work to do. I think Ken could be even more confident. I think I could be even more confident in him, but like he said, it's been two months and 
you know, our, just our conversations are so different. Like he will say, you know, I feel like you're going a bit in your mask and like you call me out when I'm that way. Mm -hmm. And how do I respond? Uh, tell me to shut up and, you know, uh, no, what, no, well, usually, well, you get quiet. Yeah. Pensive. Quiet and introspective, I guess. And just think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a step-by-step process or so it seems. So how do you feel about it all though now? Like when you think about us pre, let's say pre Tony um, Robbins I would just, events I would to just now. just say like uh, there's just more flow. That's if I had to use a word, it's just, it's more natural flow. That's all. It just feels like it's supposed to feel. Where before you're kind of fitting like square pegs into round holes over and over again or trying to do, it, it, the whole thing is, you know, that you're never going to go back to traditional in most cases male and female roles like i can't go grocery shopping or you can't you know that kind of stuff but it's it's just the overall energy i guess and just the overall but don't you think that was kind of like a f- fake anyway like i know we talk about couples in the 50s like that's kind of when this whole masculine feminine male female you know pink job blue job stuff was happening but i don't i think maybe we saw a lot of i mean we didn't we're too young to really have experienced it but I don't think it was quite so girls can't take out the garbage and guys can't do the dishes. I think it was just like an overall trust that, because there's lots of men that will say, of course I cooked and I did dishes and whatever. But I think it was like an overall trust that the man was the leader and that was good. Like that wasn't, because I'm not, I'm, I'm a strong leader in business, I would say, and I'm a strong leader in that capacity, but I'm not, I'm not overly into that role. Like, even in business, when I did business mastery, there's like three things that you, um, that you're categorized as. So you're either the entrepreneur, the manager, leader, or the artist. And I would have said going into it that I was the leader and I came out of it. I'm totally not like leader's the last thing I am. I'm the entrepreneur, artist, creative, and then the leader. So it's like from where I sit, I'm, I feel I'm, I'm more rested. I feel more peace. Like I'm not always thinking about what I have to do and like, how am I going to get this shit? I do that in, in business and I'm happy to do that in business. But it's like, now I have this trust that I can just, like, I don't have to, I just don't worry. I don't have anxiety like around certain things anymore because I'm just like, he's got my back. But I, but I had to be the one to let him. And I think that's the biggest distinction is that we, I was always looking for him to change or to be like, to, to overtake me but the way that it worked is I had to take a step back and I had to like women are we're physically and emotionally and soulfully receivers we receive I mean our bodies are designed to receive but if we're always pushing and he's pushing you can see it's like a you're it's no one's going anywhere but now I receive him and I receive his energy differently. I think I don't know. Speak to it. Like you're, you're the, you're the guy's uh, well, getting it's it. It's not off. a thing where the man. We think you can't. We think you can. That's why we're when you're showing masculine energy, we're willing to step back and let you do it. It's not because it's the opposite way around. When it's messed up, you don't. The women doesn't think the man can do it properly when she's in her masculine energy, right. and that's why you keep taking over. Oh, this, no, no, you don't understand. My husband's a pussy. I have to do that. But mm-hmm. how do you, is he, or how, was he when he first got there? Or has, how has it been progressing since you first met him? Was he, you know, it's, because uh, most guys aren't. 
And if you find that he is, then maybe he's not the right one for you. Or maybe he just needs to be shown. Like yeah. that's possible too. I've seen, I know guys who are in their feminine and it is directly linked to their their childhood. Like if you see a guy who's in his feminine, his mother guaranteed was in her masculine. And that's just what happens. But I think that's part of what this whole like exercise and discussion is, is that naturally in our core, we are one way or another. And sure, there's women who are in their core masculine women, fair, but I would even, I would even um, question that because I, you probably could have said I was naturally in a masculine energy type of person, woman. Yeah. You know? Well, young women that have a kid and they're out on their own kind of thing, single moms have to be in their masculine mm-hmm. almost all the time though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, that was me, 100%. But mm-hmm. was it, that's not my, nat- my natural core is to be this mm-hmm. goddess type person. They probably have to get to a safe zone, I guess. Yeah, to, to some really extent. know. Because you're always on, you know, tensed up on guard and all that kind of stuff when you're, right? You were, mm-hmm. when you were younger. Until about six months ago. <laughs> watching out for, but you're watching out for that kid Everything. and you're watching out for this and you're yeah. out just looking out for yourself. There's no one really around to help you. Yeah. And that's actually a good point. Like a lot of single, young single moms will say, well, I have to be in, yeah, you're totally right. You do. But when, when you, our daughter, Amanda, um, she said when she's in her feminine, she feels connected. And when she's in her masculine, she doesn't, I'm paraphrasing. I think that's basically what she said. And she's a single woman, not a single mom, but a single woman. But you just don't take it into when you eventually meet a dude, you don't bring it along with you and think you have to manage him in some way in that same way. And that is tricky. Like, I've done it and it, it it's it's just being conscious of it and you know I'm I always share ways to be in in your feminine and a lot of times like in in the book I uh the ebook I just launched it's like shutting up that's one of the quickest ways into your feminine is just being quiet and like listening right and not always having an answer and just observing like watching your thoughts come in paying attention to them and deciding whether it's something you need to say or not but I mean, I, yeah, like I know, I know I was 20 and I had a kid and I was a single mom and that's when I met Ken and I for sure was in my masculine. And pay attention to your criticisms of men too, because that's one of the things we hate the most. Like being closed off when we're trying to be loving is not good and being controlled, no one likes that. But just the, I can even hear it sometimes in the store when you see a couple, Mm. just, she's just criticizing everything he does, the way he's pushing a cart, the way, you know, why would you want that? You know, just every little decision make it and, I, and there might be deeper to it than that like well she doesn't feel safe in that in that relationship so right. she feels the need that's that's the point but um there's a couple of i mean if you're you know tony robbins events are awesome i obviously i love him i think he's uh, his the way he teaches is makes sense to me but there's um there's a lot of there's some books that he and i ken and i are reading right now you're what's what is it the way of the superior man I read it, most of it. I haven't completely read it. You're having a bit of trouble getting through it, though, you said, right? Well, I could read it all in a day and then absorb none of it. I just, if it's important, I like to read like a chapter at a time and kind of sit with it and think about, so the things that are going to stick with me will stick with me. But you said his style's a bit... Yeah, I don't really, yeah. The the, the writing style is not... Ken's a writer, so he might be a little extra picky. <laughs> not really my uh, cup of tea, but... And uh, I'm reading The Queen's Code right now by Alison Armstrong. She was actually at Date with Destiny and um, she floats. Like 
she's probably in her fifties or maybe like something somewhere in that area. She's like, I don't know. She floats. That's all I can say. She's so, she's stunning. Like she really understands feminine energy. You can see it in her when she's walking. It was, it was really cool, but yeah, it's just coming to um, this place where women understand being in your feminine energy does not mean weakness. And a man understanding being in his mature masculine energy does not mean he's um, some dominating asshole. It just means we know our place each other's we know each other's strengths now i would also even though i'm horribly biased about the subject for men to get that like martial arts helps with that quiet confidence that you're feeling because there's just kind of a deeper understanding of things that are going on around you it's generally the people that like martial arts i'm going to talk for a second uh it's not People say, why would you want to learn that and learn violence? It has nothing to do with violence. If you're learning violence and feeling violent, you're not doing it right and you're not in the right place. It's about, like, you should never have to get into an altercation. And the people that do are the ones that are insecure and they don't know any other way to get out of it. But it's just a, a quiet, like, if you're a male and you're feeling, you just don't have that confidence. You don't have that kind of sense of peace that it's it's a good thing to try and to go into and at any age i'm pushing 50 this year and i'm still there working out with teenagers and stuff like that so you know those kind of things yeah they can really help you a lot if you're if you have an issue and i'm not discounting the masculine feminine energy in your personal relationship that's definitely important but just for a boost i would definitely uh consider that kind of thing I would say ladies too, if you want to get into your feminine dance is the best way to do that for a woman. Like right before we recorded this podcast, I was feeling a bit um, funky and not really in my feminine. So I put on a song and I danced around a little bit and I just kind of got my body moving and flow. And that, you know, if you start like, Ken, correct me if I'm wrong, but like if if an overly masculine woman decided she's really committed to to finding her feminine core and she started dancing around the kitchen, would you judge her? Would you be like, wow, that's beautiful? Like men love when we're just natural. And and I think. I wouldn't judge her personally, no. So. But do, what do you feel about when, when you see a woman like me, obviously, when I'm just being girly and like, you know. I'm just, I just, uh, which I mentioned to you the other day when you were in the kitchen for a while cooking stuff i just i'm just happy that you're feeling yourself and feeling natural and being yourself that's how i feel about mm-hmm. it and isn't it easy ultimately to get that way? yeah and ultimately that's all we want is for you to be happy and we spit like that's some of the frustration with uh men when the woman is in the masculine is that we're spending our whole life trying to make you happy and it's not working over and over and over and over and over again but yeah for you definitely when i see you doing things that i know are important to you and and uh get you in that natural state and flow and stuff like that yeah i love it cool are you happier now of course yeah much happier now well happier than we haven't been together for two three years before this Mm -hmm. yes Steph. of course he came to my room a couple weeks ago maybe and just like i think i was half asleep and he hugged me and he said i'm so happy you're here and he says that to me all the time now. And I'm so, and he says it so genuinely that my like, I get goosebumps. And that we, we've always been, I think, kind, pretty kind to one another, but we've never had that level yeah. of openness or you haven't. Like you seem to feel, it seems like you're way more 
you're not afraid to like be vulnerable with me now. Right. Where before I would hold back kind mm -hmm. of, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's all, I'm sure it's all interconnected. And keep in mind, let me say something about the uh, separate rooms. <laughs> well, I have to point these things out. Like, I think it's great. So do I. I was, the fact that she brought it up and said she wanted, I was like, holy crap, I get my own room. <laughs> but, but we also spend all of our days together. We're both obviously self-employed and we're here in an office together all the time. We go out for lunches together. So it's not a situation where we're gone to a job all day and then that's when we meet up the only time of the day we can meet up together. We're always together. So it makes it, it's great, but I don't know if it would be, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a, a must have or a should, especially if you have a lifestyle where you're not together a lot of the time, because that might be your only opportunity. But I, I would say great. just be careful around judging that, right? Like if you, like when, when I worked out of the house, I would have still wanted my own room because in this version of us, I would, right. because we are, we're so connected and strong enough. And I feel like I, that time in my room isn't time I'm taking away from you. Right. And that's the thing to notice here. Well, it's is also that, like your room's a girly room. Right. Like That I wouldn't want to be exact, in as my own room. Excuse me, my room is perfection. <laughs> His room is like, what do you have, like Al Pacino it's pictures and shit yes. on there? It's terrible. I hate it so much. But I'm in my feminine. It, he, it's, he's happy. That's all I give a shit about, right? But like, I don't think... I know, I know you're bringing that up because some people will say, yeah, but that's our only time together. You can still have that time together. But like, man cave... I don't think is exclusive to men. I think it's important that I, especially nowadays, like I, I like to have my individuality in my bedroom. Absolutely. I, I have it decorated. He's so sweet. When I was moving in, he painted for me. It's like this light pink on one wall. I have this gorgeous king size bed, which is like the whole room, but I don't care. I love it. But I feel so deeply connected in my feminine when I'm in that room that I wouldn't trade that to have a room with him. Like Never again are we having a bedroom together. That's the truth. Like our plans, our goals for the next little while while are to buy or build a house, um, a bigger house. But you bet your ass I'm having my own master bedroom, my own master suite and soul heat. But I don't think, I think, you know, people think, oh my God, that means that the marriage, if you're doing that because you hate each other, yeah, that's fucked. That's not what we're talking about. But if you do that because you're deeply in love and you just like to have your own space and PS, it's healthier. Like if I'm sleeping with him in his queen size bed, for example, he flips around like a fish. I get the worst sleeps ever. If I'm alone in my bed, it's amazing. I have a great sleep. So I think we just have to be careful not to say, well, if you, you know, it's never, it's, I think it's always a good idea, especially if the couple is, and who knows, maybe getting your own space from each other helps the marriage. Maybe that's yeah. You can two. miss each other more. You can have sleepovers like we do sleepovers sometimes. Sleepovers are the best. But it's also, uh, yeah, it's, uh, never mind, lost my train of thought. Oh, it's gone. It's okay. It's, it's floating away in the breeze out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm happier in this relationship. Um, I think that it's, I didn't think we'd get here. I'll be totally honest. Obviously, he's right. When I was coming back from Date with Destiny, I had already made a decision that I was in my feminine. And when I came home, he wasn't even a thought of Ken's going to pick up on it. I'm just thinking, you know, how do I how do I officially divorce this beautiful man and not hurt him in the process? Because now I've discovered my feminine energy and I'm, you know, I'm not even considering him 
recognizing it or coming up to his masculine, but he did. And it was sort of like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, all of a sudden I was like, fucking time kind of, no, but like, it was like, I just thought, oh, we're together. What? Wait. And, and then I was like, well, no, no. Yeah. Like it kind of just felt like it snuck up on me. Right. Cause I was so in it, my mind, I was in such a different direction. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, you just sort of showed up in this new or old masculine energy guy. And I was like, I don't know. It's like, I did, I, I can't describe it. It was just like, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, okay. We're, we're together. Oh, all right, let's do this. And then here we are. But like, it didn't feel, um, it did. It just kind of went like this, like a river mm-hmm. to me, like you say, right? Like it yeah. just sort of, we were like apart and then all of a sudden we're together and it didn't feel like it was like, <clears throat> like, no, we didn't Help even we didn't even make a, a conscious thing and say, okay, are we going to do this now? We weren't making big plans, or we, it just kind of melded together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anything else you want to add? No, that's good <laughs> for now. I'm sure there's lots of stuff, but we can. If you like this episode of us both on, let me know, and I'll make him in my masculine get back on the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll have uh, shows all to myself coming up in the future. And then we can. <laughs> but you can't call it She's the Owner. <laughs> no. However. No. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This was really fun. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. I love you. I love you too.